Hey there, everybody. This is Dave DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in all the way from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, or thereabouts, we got the CPI Capital Gang. We've got Eva Benasaki and August Binias. Folks, how are you doing today? Great. We're awesome. Doing, we're doing fantastic. Even better now that we're we're speaking to you. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Ava. You say all the right things. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad to have you on the show, you guys. I had the pleasure of being on your show not that long ago. And I really want to take a deep dive today into what you guys are up to, because it's really kind of interesting. You're in Canada, but you are focusing on doing larger real estate deals south of the border in the U.S., and you're raising capital, you're finding investors and investor capital primarily through Canadian investors to buy these properties. Is that is that fair? Exactly. Fair? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that because that's super duper cool. So first of all, just a really, really quick synopsis. How did you guys get into this whole real estate thing in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I may yeah, go please. first here, we uh, our backgrounds are both in real estate where we were real estate professionals. Um, many times we do speak to people in this space who their background was in in a different type of business or they had they had a job and they they pivoted to being involved in real estate. But both of our, us, we our background was in real estate. Myself started out as a licensed real estate agent 16 years ago. Wasn't really good at being a real estate agent, but I was good at finding deals. So I started doing small fix and flips. Uh, early on, I had investors. My own family invested with me. Uh, eventually moved on to start my own general contracting company, building single family homes, more on the luxury side, and eventually scaled my business to do multifamily uh, ground up development. Eventually, at a certain point, I realized that this kind of idea or story that, that gets sold from, usually it's this immigrant guy that comes to this country with $20 in his pocket and you know, ends up doing small fix and flips, but eventually builds high rises. This story sounds great and it does happen, but it's not realistic, it's not scalable, it's not repeatable. It's very difficult to do so. And I soon realized that there were many other hurdles also involved in, in my business, such as the time horizon that it takes for doing a ground up development, you know, different items that exist, such as the construction process could be, you know, there, there could be different issues with contracts with contractors, also coming up with the equity, the difficulty with rigid mortgage laws that exist here, the, uh, you know, not very business friendliness of, of different levels of government. So I was always looking for a different type of asset class to invest into that provided cash flow and appreciation. Ground up development projects don't provide cash flow from day one. And right around that time is when I met Ava and we partnered up and started CPI Capital. Yeah, definitely. And with my background being in real estate, I was helping real estate investors for over a decade, if you will. As, as, a, as a realtor, is that what you're doing? As a realtor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it all started with, you know, when, when I was helping real estate investors, we're looking to for the two fundamental things that people want to see in real estate investing. And as August said, it's cash flow and appreciation. And very difficult to find in the major cities here in Canada, right? Vancouver and in Toronto, uh, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to hit both of those. So we kind of started CPI Capital on a problem that we wanted to solve. And what is the solution to that problem with helping real estate investors? So that's kind of where CPI Capital was formed about two years ago. And we, we fell in love with this business model, apartment syndication across the borders, because we've seen opportunity that existed across the borders that we couldn't find here in Canada. And that's... 
So, so what what markets are you guys focusing on in the states these days? What what kind of floats your boat? Because there's so many different markets. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we follow the data as long as there is the regions that show consistent job growth, population growth, income growth, crime reduction, rent growth. Those are the regions we want to be in. There is an interstate migration happening in the U.S. People are moving out of California, New York, moving into lower cost of living states. Same thing with actually Fortune 500 companies as well because of the tax benefits. They're moving there. They're bringing their factories. They're bringing their warehouses to these regions as well. Our last deal that we closed on was in Orlando, Florida. In the submarket that we were in, just to give you a a bit of a perspective here, in the submarket that we were in, that submarket had a 23% population growth just in the last year when we invested. Just to compare that to the greater Vancouver area, the total greater Vancouver area in the last 10 years has had a 30% growth. So, so that, and we have a 300,000 immigrants that come into Canada every year and most of them want to live in Vancouver. So that just shows you that the amount of growth that exists in certain markets. And if, when, when you have a strong team that pinpoints those markets, that, that's where you focus our, our next investment is in. Yeah. On the East Coast, we're kind of doing, we, we love the, the Florida, the North and South Carolina. And on the West Coast, it's Arizona and Nevada. And then, of course, we're always interested in Texas, which kind of feels like a country of its own. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly does. Yeah. Okay, very cool. So you're focusing on on these markets and submarkets in the States. They just make a lot more sense from fundamental point of view, crunching the numbers. So bit of a learning curve, I'm thinking, being in Canada, doing these syndication deals in the USA. So, and then the added complication, I would imagine, of bringing Canadian investor partners on board to put up the capital to buy these kind of properties or get involved in these kind of properties. What were some of the steps you guys took to get up to speed on how to do that without running afoul? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Ava said it well that initially started off with a problem and coming up with a solution to that problem. And the issue was a lot of people hear that, hey, real estate investing is a great wealth building machine that everybody should invest in real estate. But people in Vancouver and Toronto, when they want to invest in real estate, there is difficulty that pain points that exist right away. One of them is that, you know, the high price of real estate that makes it difficult for people. The entry point is very high. Sometimes people have a difficult time purchasing their own primary resident, let alone now buy a secondary or third investment property. Also, the thin line that exists between being a passive and an active investor. And, you know, and also because of the low rent to value ratios is very difficult to to prosper from cash flow and appreciation in a real estate investment here in, in Vancouver and Toronto. So we saw that problem initially. And, and when we looked across the border and we saw other groups which would buy already built apartment communities and they would do some small renovation to the units and sell it three to five years, giving great returns back to their investors. But what was shocking to us was that they were able to give returns to their investors from day one. Because of the high rent-to-value ratios in the U.S. on a conventional mortgage of a 70-30 LTV, mm-hmm. they were able to, from the rents they collected, they were able to pay their mortgage payment, taxes and fees, third-party property manager, and still pay their investors 8 to 12% PREF returns annually. So that was what initially started with. And now it was, okay, so when we started researching, a lot of the information comes from the U.S. about multifamily and this kind of concept of syndicated real estate investments. And the the information doesn't really match the same terms and words here in Canada. When I went to my securities 
corporate lawyer and I said, I want to do apartment syndication, he was confused. He's like, you're talking about syndicated mortgages. <laughs> and when I start talking about, oh, we want to raise money, we want to use a 506C offering. He's like, what is that? Yeah. So then, uh, so it was definitely an educational journey that we went on for the first six months, learning about compliance items, both here in Canada yeah. and the US, realizing that in the US you have the SEC, which is federal, but here in Canada, Every province has its own securities commission, different regulation when it comes to raising capital. We looked at accounting items where, taxation. you know, taxation, you know, the possibility of relief, relief from double taxation for our investors. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it was different it, terminology on both sides, exactly. you know, offering memorandum means something different in the U.S. than it does with Canada. So we really took, we went on this massive educational journey because yeah. of course, when investors are going to be entrusting us with their money. We better make sure that we know the ins and outs of the business. So we did all the hard work. We did all the learning. And eventually we kind of created this structure where we wanted it to be streamlined for Canadians. They didn't have to have all the, you know, chaos of what does all this mean and how is it going to work and taxation. So when an investor contacts us, we simply walk them through the process and try to make it as streamlined as possible. And so, so what does, what in a nutshell, what does that process look like, you guys? Yeah. So essentially, we, we find a diamond in the rough on the other yep. side of the border. We bring this beautiful alternative investment to our Canadian investors. They invest into a Canadian entity. So we form a limited partnership. We're the general partners and our investors are the limited partners. They invest directly into a Canadian entity and we pool together Canadian capital. We take that entity and we invest as one single entity into the U.S. asset, which owns the actual physical asset in the U.S. A U.S. fund that owns the asset. Exactly, yeah. Yes. And, 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 and the process, I mean, just to kind of touch on that a bit more, uh, initially for us was to get the word out. Obviously, we've, we've started our own thought leadership platform, our YouTube show, and we send a lot of content. But when somebody uh, connects with us, the first step is getting on a call with us. We, we're very hands-on. We want to meet the people. Yes. We want to kind of have a Zoom call, have an initial kind of onboarding conversation. And obviously, depending on what exemption we're using for that particular capital raise, if it's accredited investor exemption, then we put our investor through the accreditation process through our EMD, and then the investment offering is made to them. And the process is very streamlined through our investor portal where they just upload all their information, have a chance to invest, transfer their funds, and watch our business, business plan be executed. And everything's in our investor portal, Dave. So it's kind of a one-stop shop for the investors. So all the documentation's in one spot. As they get monthly distributions back, it's all kind of visible right inside the portal so they can keep track of them. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you guys. So that's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave DeBow, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com. Again, I'm, I'm just trying, because a lot of people that are watching this are active investors themselves. They might be thinking about trying to do what you guys are doing, but on a much smaller scale south of the border. So if I understand correctly, you've got a, an entity set up in Canada. That's where the Canadian funds go into. Then that entity invests in another entity in the States as a whole, correct? So does that, does that mean you really 
from a compliance point of view, you've got to really focus on the Canadian side of things. But because you've got it set up this way, uh, it's it's not as difficult from the Securities and Exchange Commission point of view down in the States. Is Would that be fair or am I off? Great, off great, great question. Technical question. So when we raise funds here in Canada for a Canadian fund, we have to follow the regulation here in Canada. So, for right. example, on our most recent deal in Charleston, we use the accredited investor exemption. So all our investors are accredited. They've been accredited to a third party and exempt market dealer. So they invested in our Canadian entity. Now, on the U.S. side, the U.S. fund, which our Canadian fund will be an investor of, that U.S. fund uses a certain exemption on the U.S. side. It happens to be the 506C exemption on the U.S. side, which is the accredited investor exemption. So for our fund to be able to invest into the U.S. fund and still comply on for the Securities and Exchange Commission, the fund has to be an, an accredited fund. Mm-hmm. And for that fund to be an accredited fund, there's two ways. One is that every single one of the investors is accredited. Or second is that the fund has over $5 million in assets. And so that those are the two ways. So that's how you st- we stay compliant, compliant on both yeah. Canadian side and the U.S. side. So do you guys find that accredited investor qualifications in the States are pretty much the same as they are in Canada? Like that, that languaging is, is, those requirements are fairly similar, you know, yeah. as far as income range, net worth range, you know, income, yeah. like a spouse kind of thing that that's roughly the same. Sure. Yeah, so it's similar. It's not the same. It's actually easier in the U.S. in certain ways to be an accredited investor. For example, in the U.S., to be an accredited investor, you either have to make $200,000 as an individual or $300,000 with a spouse. That is in USD dollars. So that is in a way a bit more than it is here in Canada, because in the Canada, one of those exemptions is also making $200,000 as an individual, $300K with your spouse. That Those are similar. But on, in the U.S., another way is that your total assets are over a million dollars, not including your primary resident. Right. Um, so if somebody owns a secondary home, you know, a, a secondary property or other investments that, uh, and as long as it's not their primary resident, that they get qualified. Uh, here in Canada, one of the, the ways to be an accredited investor, aside from the income, is also net worth. And one of those net worth is your total financial assets. So you have to have a million dollars in financial assets. And financial assets are looked at as they're more liquid. So stocks, bonds, other types of investments, cash. cash. And the other way to be an accredited investor is having $5 million in total assets. So it's one or the other of these. So it's very similar with some differences. Little differences. Yeah, very, very cool. So you guys, you started this a couple of years ago. You're making great strides. You're doing great things. You're rock and rolling. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of the platform. You know, because going from being realtors, going from being in the construction side of things, all of this kind of stuff, to now being syndicators, getting Canadian funds and buying American property, that's a big change. Like that's a, so hats off to you for making that, that switch is absolutely fantastic. What, so a big part of this is marketing. It's getting the word out. It's, it's getting exposed. That's, you know, you're getting exposure by being interviewed on, on people's podcasts. What what has worked really well for you guys for getting new investors on board, new accredited investors on board? Yeah, yeah so we yeah. do a lot of marketing, a lot of yeah. marketing to get the word out. I speak yeah. on as many platforms as I can across Canada. People hear what I have to say. You know, not everybody catches on the first time. There's a seed that's planted in their mind about this alternative investment opportunity. 
it's available to them. We do a lot of nurturing when it comes to that. So when somebody signs up to our database, they're constantly nurtured with new educational content so that they can really learn about what, you know, never invest in a business that you don't understand. So a lot of people follow us that way. We have almost 2000 people on our database that are constantly opening our stuff. And yeah, a lot of really interested Canadians, but they just, it takes time for them to wrap their head around it. When they do, that's when. Well, you know, we're, we're, Canadians are famous for being conservative. So you got <laughs> to see it and hear it. And, and I think you guys are doing a fantastic job with what I call that constant, consistent communication, right? So that your people come in and they're not, it's not just busy, busy, busy when you got a deal on the go. You're constantly educating people. You're constantly providing value. And when they're ready, they click on the button and they book a call and you have a conversation. You see if it's a fit. Exactly. Just that. And we also have our YouTube show, which which we bring on experts to talk about different things. It's really cool because one of them, we had a securities lawyer from the U.S. and a securities lawyer from Canada on the exact same show. Nice. So when people are watching that, it's huge educational component. Oh, for sure. Uh, YouTube University, if you will. And yeah. we, we bring on a lot of a lot of experts that, that speak of all different kinds of things. Yes, yes. And for, for me, just briefly add to this is that, again, just like how our company started with we're, we're finding a solution to a problem, which was allowing, you know, everyday Canadians to be able to invest in these large institutional type of assets and benefit from cash flow and appreciation. Our educational content also started the same way because we saw that there isn't a a cross-border kind of platform that teaches about raising money in Canada, raising money in the U.S., the difference, the kind of the cross items that exist. So that was kind of the impetus for us to start our our YouTube show and a lot of other educational content that we create. So it was to solve that problem as well. Yeah. And and building wealth passively, who doesn't want to make money while they're sleeping? And not a lot of people know that that's an option. You don't have to be an active real estate investor. You know, you can put your money into real estate, write a check, sit back, relax, and have two people like us do all the hard work for you. Well, that that sounds like a (laughs) Hell of a plan to me. So you guys, time flies when we're having fun. If people want to find out more about Ava and August and CPI Capital, how can they, what's your YouTube channel called? Canadian Passive Investing Academy. You can find us on YouTube. I love LinkedIn. I'm huge, huge. I'm huge on LinkedIn. I love doing lots of educational posts. So Ava Benasaki on LinkedIn, you can find me there. CPICapital.ca. Give us a Google August Binias, you know, Google away, but Ava on LinkedIn, she's a superstar, so follow her on there, definitely. <laughs> Super easy to get a hold of, and we'd love to have a conversation anytime. Well, you guys, thank you so much for sharing some of your experience and your wisdom. I'm very, very impressed with what you've accomplished in a relatively short period of time, especially because just as you're getting into business, this whole pandemic thing smacked all of us. So, I mean, here you are, you haven't, you haven't let that slow you down one bit. So hats off to you and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. All right, everybody, take care, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book, right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.